you're 35 years old and you're wearing a tiara out in public to your birthday party. Get the fuck out of here. You're gonna order a well done burger and then ask me about it five minutes later? Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. You want a 19 syllable decaf espresso drink? Starbucks is around the corner. Get the fuck Get out the of fuck here. Get the out. fuck out. Um, I asked for a Grey Goose Red Bull. This is Kettle and Red Bull. Get, Get the, the fuck, fuck out of here. It could be turpentine and Red Bull and you wouldn't know the difference. Beat it. Like really, you're allergic to salt? Get the fuck out of here. It's really hot in here. Well, that's because you won't shut the fuck up. Let me guess, you're celebrating your bachelorette. How did I know you got a giant penis across your chest? Get the fuck out of here. You want a lemon with your diet? Ma'am, you want ice in your wine? Oh, you want to split the tab 12 ways? You're going to complain in management about the woman breastfeeding? I ain't seen a tit in so Get long. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. You've Instagrammed every single dish I brought you, including your water. Get the fuck out of here. Hashtag GTFOH. Get the, Get the fuck, fuck out of here. You got kids? Get the fuck out of here. Old people? Get the fuck out of here. Old people that act like kids. Oh, get the fuck get out the of fuck here. Get the fuck out of here. You're gonna walk in with your dog like you think you're Paris Hilton. All right, your shades on like an asshole celebrity. And then you're gonna shut around with your pimp cane. And then ask me to read you the menu. Well, take off your shades, dude. Maybe you could read the menu then. That guy was blind. Dude, blind. Yeah, I think that guy was blind. Uh, we use gluten free? Oh, get, get the, the fuck, fuck out of here. here. Hello? Get the fuck out of here. None of you are cut. Bob, get out of here. Why are you serving them? It's like 7.15, dude. Beat it. Alex, you have like three tables. You all have tables. Okay. Recording to you once again from South Lake in Seattle, Washington. This is episode 76 of Real Hot Long Steak, mister. Five minutes out. Don't ever call back like that again. I am one of the hosts of this show, Bobby Stills. Across from me, the man with the orange button up, lit. <laughs> Johnny Tsunami. Um, yeah, uh, we're at Studio 212, Seattle, Washington, South Lake Union. Already said that. Um, part of the Soundcasting Network. Make sure you go to soundcastingnetwork.com. Check out some of the other shows they got on their network. Uh, fun stuff. Um, last week we did a throwback Thursday. Yeah. Uh, Johnny picked an episode that seemed to be pretty popular. Uh, it was about what Arpege and uh, Per Se. Per Se reviews. Yeah. Which is still relevant today. I read some more about David Chang going off um, on Yelpers. He's oh, like, yeah. I've just learned not to pay attention to him. Yeah. Uh, I don't let them rate. I don't think people care about Yelp when they uh, look at David Chang's restaurants. No, they really go for the name. I feel like even Yelp in Seattle, everyone's like, why do you look at Yelp? Nobody cares. And I'm like, yeah, but there's that outside circle of people who like know nothing about restaurants and they use Yelp as their basis of information. You know, I mean, Applebee's be five stars across the board, Doug. Applebee's? Applebee's all day. Always, man. They be uh, slinging that steak. <laughs> Do they serve lobster at Applebee's? No. That red lobster. That red though. lobster, though. Uh, oh, that was my first culinary job. Really? I moved up there hella fast. <laughs> hella fast. I mean, I was like that young. I think I was 18 and I was I was like lead running the line by myself in the middle of the day because uh, I was working there when I was in high school. And then and there was all these old heads and stuff. And I was like, how long you been here? Damn, dog. And you still on grill? 
Busters. They're probably getting paid though for the time. Yeah, I mean, there's some people that are driving some pretty nice cars, but you know, me, I was partying a lot, so all my money went to extracurricular. <laughs> Whatever. You mean ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Johnny, work update quickly. Um, nothing too crazy. <clears throat> it's been a really busy week, it's been fun. Um, our chef was out of town last week. He came back in this week, and we kind of kicked ass and ticked names. We ran out of a lot of food yesterday on Sunday. It was crazy. Like He was out of town, so that's the sous chef's. Uh, no, 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 no. He he was back in town this week, but we were kind of going light to see like if we could make it. Ooh. And then at the end of the week, we were like, ah, scramble. But it was good. Um, Bubbles from the Wire came in. And oh yeah, I saw the picture. Yeah, so that was tight. And um, other than that, everything's real copacetic. Yeah. Chef yelled at you yet? No, he was on one of our guys this week though, and he like our our boy was like hot. I was like, "You okay, bro?" Because I was off the day before, and they're like, "Oh yeah, he got chewed out by Chef last night. He's been up his ass." And I was like, "Oh, good thing it's not me." Because when when Chef rides you, he fucking rides you. Like like he could not be looking at you and still yell at you about something. You'll be like, who the fuck is he talking to? Oh, he's talking to me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Been looking the other way. Yeah. But still calling tickets. And like, <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker over here. Uh, eating anywhere? Uh, nope. I haven't eaten anywhere. Yeah. Work update for me? No work for me. I'm still building a bar downtown. I'm liking this, man. I'm liking, uh, I like building places. It's a lot of fun. Uh, my restaurant has not opened up yet. We're still waiting. Uh, I, yeah, like I said last week, or not last week, but the week before last, uh, we went in there and uh, kind of cooked up some stuff, came up with uh, some extra sandwiches and some other ideas, you know, got together, brainstormed. Me and Johnny did record last week, but we had some technical difficulties and uh, we didn't want to come back into the studio and fix it. So we, just, we, it's just, so we recorded three times. Yeah, it was my fault. It was a software problem. So, uh, and I'm gonna go ahead and blame that on Queef Boogie, aka the Invisible Producer. <laughs> yeah, if his ass would have been here. Yeah, I mean, if he would have been here, we would have, you know, wouldn't have happened. Uh, Sorry, so, Keith. Yeah, whatever. He we was in San Francisco. You. He's back today. Um, yeah. So let's get into the show, Johnny. Uh, news update. Do 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 do. News update. So as of June 16th, which would have been. Saturday? Yes, this previous, this past Saturday. Um, big news happened in the grocery industry of the food world. And Amazon is buying Whole Foods for a whopping 13.7 billion. Billion. <laughs> um, yeah, so they decided that they want, they wanted to buy it last year. Um, but they just hadn't really gotten around to it because they were updating their network for Amazon Go yep, and all those other things. But this year they found time and money to acquire the space. So they are not going to change anything, they say. Nope. They say they're, it's still going to run under the original own or general manager or like CEO or whatever. Yep. It's still going to work there. Um, and still his just one of their position. properties. Yeah, it's just, one, it's just one of their properties. They're just going to profit off of it, really. Yeah, uh, I know we talked about it on the show months and months ago, but Whole Foods has been on the decline for a long time. People have stopped shopping there. Um, they think it's overpriced. Um, it's highfalutin. 
And uh, I've read a couple articles about, you know, uh, some people that are inside the industry, um, some of those faci- the, in the facilities that create the packaging for some of those products say there's actually nothing different about the brands that they put in Whole Foods and the brands, the specialty brands that they put inside the regular grocery store. It's the same exact product. Just you're paying for the label. You're paying for the label. So they don't get it from a different farm or anything like that? No, no. I mean... No, not that I know of. I mean, the 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 specialty items that are put in a regular grocery store, right? Mm-hmm. They're labeled as such that non-GMO, yeah. no bleach, um, you know, uh, locally sourced. They're it's the same exact product. Hmm. It's just bought, purchased from a distributor and put under a different name. Uh-huh. So two two farmers can sell to two different companies. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying two people that create uh, wheat dough. Right or gluten-free um, dough can sell to two different companies. Gluten-free tortillas, exactly. And then they get packaged up in a different, sometimes in the same facility, and then half of them get shipped out to interesting Whole Foods, and have them get shipped out to. Yeah, I don't really shop at Whole Foods or PCC or any of that. I stopped shit. a long time ago. Yeah. Like if you if you truly want to get fresh produce, go to a fucking farmer's market. Like, on the weekends, baby, the weekend. buy your produce every week. Yeah. Um. What <clears throat> What is your why do you think that they made this purchase? What is your prediction? Uh, they probably made this purchase because um, they probably think that their name is going to revamp Whole Foods. Like they're like, oh, Amazon's behind Whole Foods. Uh, maybe they'll do like special discounts for Amazon employees or something like that. I really don't know. It just it kind of seems like a smart move to buy a company that's kind of dying because I think two things. My prediction, as I was talking with a friend of mine, I drive by the Whole Foods every fucking day on the way from the studio to home, and it's probably because Jeff Bezos or one of the owners of Amazon shops at Whole Foods. And he likes the company so much and found out it was up for sale and just said, why not Why not purchase it? Also, they can probably offer it on Amazon now. Yeah, exactly. As an Amazon delivery. Yes. Amazon Fresh. Fresh. Because I don't think you can deliver Whole Foods. We, d- Me and my lady did that the other day. It's cheap. It's cheap and it arrived that day. Yeah, it's it's lit. We have a person on, uh, one of the people that does a podcast on End Yesterday Disagreements. It's the video game podcast here on Soundcast Network. He just started Amazon Fresh. Oh, word. It's cutthroat, man. Like, you, it's just like Uber. Exactly like Uber, right? It, it pops up like, oh, shit, there's a pickup. And you got to be the first one to grab it. And then you go, you pick it up. You drop it off to whoever. I was dying, though, because I was like, are you really ordering ice cream off of Amazon Fresh? And she's <laughs> like, I need it. <laughs> it's nice, man. You go into some of those nice-ass condominiums here in Seattle, and you walk in, they got the plastic cases, and some of them are like have the ice blocks in it. And, uh, For sure. My, James, uh, my best friend who's been on the show before, he... I swear that motherfucker lives off. He gets his alcohol and beer delivered to his house. He gets his clothes from Amazon. And he gets most of his suits Amazon Fresh or Postmates. The dude don't have to go nowhere. That's crazy. It's lit. He's like 800 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Close. He ain't 800 though. All right. Next story, Johnny. All right. So uh, today, actually, uh, June 19th, uh, Alex Swerdloff of Munchies popped up and he wrote an article about how $300,000 worth of avocados were stolen this weekend. Um, (laughs) 
in the light of the, you know, the decimated avocado hands that have been popping up all over the internet, they're saying that uh, society has truly reached a pinnacle of its love for avocados. They said brunch is to blame for they this say theft. They say brunch is to blame, and they never would have expected that. What did they say in the article? Uh, Ocean's Eleven style robbery would happen in... <laughs> With avocados or something like that? How did it happen? Uh, so basically what happened were there were these three employees, um, Joseph Valenzuela, uh, Raheem LeBlanc, and Carlos Chavez. Uh, they had been stealing avocados from their employer, Mission Produce, and selling them to customers out of the back door, basically. So they would steal like a quarter pallet or a half pallet and or even like a whole box. And instead of selling the whole box for $50, they'd sell it for $20, $30, um, making a quick, you know, turnaround. They, what happened was is um, bookkeepers at these places that were buying these avocados from the back of the truck, air quotes, um, we're noticing that their books weren't adding up. Like they were just like, okay, so this week we got this, these avocados and they were $60. The next week we got them and they were $20. And then the week after that we got them and they were like $30. What's going on with these avocados? Something's rotten in Denmark. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So um, they, they called the company, let them know. And after a bunch of complaints happened, um, they launched a kind of investigation on it and through um, cameras. From the back way, they saw these three gentlemen stealing and selling avocados. Would you have purchased those avocados off the back of the truck? I hate avocados, so no. Business-wise? Uh, yeah, because they're expensive as fuck. Super expensive. They're so expensive. <laughs> but uh, the funny thing is, is they, they were doing it for a long time. I want to say like six months, seven months. Does it say in the article how much time? I mean, this just happened. They just got arrested. They so. just got arrested, but they don't know how much they actually stole. Yeah, they have no idea in weight yeah. how much they say, actually said a shitload. Yeah, because they were just like, they were. I mean, it's $300,000 worth, but if you, you can't add it up to like, because you would have to be like, okay, it's $50 for this amount, yeah. but they sold it for $30. So how much were they actually selling? Were they selling the same amount or were they not? I mean, I'm sure the we'll, we'll try to keep everybody updated. On oh, this avocado heist? Yeah. Uh, so this brought to me and Johnny's thought about stealing from your work. And, yeah. you know, how, what, what, what does get stolen the most? What have you stolen? Uh, you know, shoot us an email or comment on our page. Maybe we'll post this article and you guys tell us what you stole. Uh, maybe we'll get some feedback and read them off next week. We'll, we'll keep it anonymous, you know? Oh, yeah. I won't read anybody's names. Uh, I, I'm willing to tell about some things that I stole from work before. <laughs> so, Johnny. What? Let's first get to some of the the more infamous things that uh, that we know of that have been stolen from work. Tips? Let's not let's not let's not talk about money. <laughs> uh, the more infamous things, you know, pants, full pants. Oh yeah, always, <laughs> always pants and um, containers. I know Cambros get lost. Somebody would be like, "I'm gonna take this leftover blah 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 home." It never I'll bring, bring it back. back. Yeah, and then they're like, "Yeah, I got an eight quart at home." <laughs> uh, yeah, I have a really, really, really nice scale at my house oh, that was uh, given to me one of my sous chefs. Somebody had cut the power cord on it and everybody knows that it has batteries in it but it also has a power cord and I was like yo I can resolder that cord and make it fix it I took that thing home never resoldered it 
Now I got a dope ass scale. <laughs> so, but most definitely pants. Um, there's been a couple places where I've worked, and when I left, I felt like I earned that pan. I really I loved working with that style of pan. Uh, it's probably one of my favorite pans to work. Heavy duty saute pan. It's coming with me. <laughs> Egg pans. Egg pans. Those Egg are pan. those are hard to come by. Good ones. Uh, and I, I <laughs> Johnny, you got anything else? Uh, come on, man. You know I don't. Other than the obvious things like food and alcohol that gets stolen, <laughs> you're like, oh, what happened to all that mise en place? And like, oh, well, blah, blah, took it home, they ate it. Yeah. Um, you know, just like just the personal things. You know, people always jacking other people or. Yeah, I mean, I've I've heard of knives being stolen. Yeah, knives is a big thing. Um, what else? I mean, I guess it's not stolen. It's just being pranked on. But I was like, when somebody takes your shoes and you're like, where's my shoes? And they're frozen somewhere. <laughs> That's not stealing. Yeah, it's not stealing. Uh, uh, yeah, but you know, like, there's anything you can take. People take fucking tongs, Marie's. <laughs> like, I know people who, I, when I, actually, one of my good buddies, he used to work at Kaisho and, uh, in Seattle, which was this um, Asian-themed restaurant. I wouldn't say it's an Asian restaurant. But, uh... He came home. He's like, hey, bro, you want this gear? And I was like, what is it? And he's like, oh, I just got like a Bay Marie with rubber spats and tweezers and like <laughs> spoons and shit like that. Spoons is another one. I know. Oh, yeah. Spoons all day. Uh, quick tip for you guys that are new in the industry or even if you're not new in the industry and you uh, have some nice spoons or any kind of I don't initial mine. I do put a certain color tape around all of my some restaurants don't let you do that. Who? Most restaurants. Man, why not? It's against health code. Man, I never had anybody say anything to me. Well, you obviously work in some shitty places. <laughs> <laughs> but all my like offset spats, my uh, my tongs that I bring in, any scissors that I come, my measuring cups, anything that I bring in there that can be mistaken for one that the restaurant has bought or that anybody else has, because a lot of people in the industry have the same exact equipment you have, mm-hmm. um, and they do get. They do get mixed up. Yeah. Actually, there was this quarter spatula that I used to work with. It was like, so, you know, like large flipping spatulas for burgers and stuff like that. Yeah. They make one that's super tiny. I have a super small. And one. I was like, this is lit. And I used it so much. I just, it just ended up in my knife. <laughs> you don't know who, who is, who is no, it from? No, I don't, I don't remember. I think it was, it was probably from Chop Shop, but Chop Shop had a lot of things and I was like, we're going down. I'm taking everything. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, I mean, what if, if a company is going out of business and you get fucked out of them out of money, do you think it's right to take stuff from them? I depend. I think it depends on the situation. Um, I've been in certain situations where I was told not to take anything because that we were going to use that money to make sure everybody got paid. And then what ended up happening is that the restaurant that moved in after us got all that stuff bought everything well basically they just bought the building and they're like here you get like you know five grand you can have all the equipment in it yeah but i'm like there's vitamixes and robocoos and uh you know like pasta machines and stuff like that all that stuff that everybody was ready to grab and somebody was like no don't take it we need it and we're like okay fine we'll take some spoons and some plates i mean even yeah even the plateware and stuff that's still there and there's it's still fucking there and i'm like i could have the most 
decked out kitchen for that five finger discount right now. But <laughs> the funny thing about it is, it's like um, I've had places that I've worked that have you know that are going out of business or places I used to work at, and you tell them they find out. And I'm like, yo, I want to come back and grab that. Like I want this. They had some special thing that I liked yeah. that they had, and they come back and they're like, nope, chef's taking that. <laughs> and it's always it's the people at the top that get the stuff first. Oh yeah. So it and maybe, I'm like, but it's your guys' fault that this happens. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but the owners, I mean, even the owners are like, oh, I'm taking that home with me. That pasta maker, uh, that's going to sit, that's going to live in my kitchen now. And then it's like from there, it goes to the managers, the chef, the sous, dishwashers are the lowest one. They get get the the silverware. Well, yeah, I just remember there was like an attachment for a Vitamix or for not for Vitamix, for for a KitchenAid that was a pasta presser. And there was also a grinder attachment. I looked those up on Amazon. And I'm like, they're like a hundred bucks for like a good one. And this one's sitting right here. <laughs> well, I mean, imagine how much stuff. I mean, there's so many instances of stuff going missing in restaurants. Yeah. You don't ever want to assume that somebody stole it. No. Even though you know that it, even though you know that it's gonna be that it was stolen, you still want to assume that it's A lost or B got thrown away. Yeah, but the first the first thought is always like, "All right, who jacked it?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you can never you n- never know. You'll yeah, never and you know. don't want to accuse somebody who's not and be like, "I don't steal." <laughs> yeah. The fuck. All right, now we're gonna move on to actual money issues that get stolen. Money, 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 Johnny. Money. Take it away. Take it away from me. Um, yeah. So anyway, Toast had an article that came out. Um, in January, that's talking about the things that employees actually steal from you. Yeah. Um, right under your nose. And it's entitled Eight Ways Your Staff Is Stealing From Your Restaurant Right Now. Um, it goes to say it's a tough deal with the reality of employee theft, but it is a reality. As shocking as it sounds, 75% of employees have admitted to stealing at least once from their employer. 70, only 75? Yeah. Man, alcohol is one and. Food is These are probably people who think, who know that they're like, yeah, I stole from the restaurant. A lot of people are like, oh, it's whatever. It's, it's not, not big, stealing. It's not stealing. I work for the restaurant. Um, but then it goes to say, in the restaurant industry alone, employee theft totals between 3 and $6 billion Ooh. annually. So. That's almost halfway to buy Whole Foods, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's crazy. But anyway, um, so the first uh, section is self-imposed breaks. They say everyone's on their phones these days, but this shouldn't be the case in your restaurant. If you have a lax cell phone policy, it shouldn't be unexpected when your chefs or servers take quick peek at their phone during their shift. These impromptu breaks interrupt the flow of your restaurant, which can damage efficiency. Less efficiency equals less profit. Which is true. I always find myself like, I notice that one person that uses the bathroom all the time. And they're not doing drugs, but they're like going to use the bathroom to look at their phone, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm going to take a pee and they're gone for 15 minutes. I, I mean, I know people that actually set up their phones and watch movies while they're working. So your attention is never, their attention is never on work. It's yeah. always on the movie. Work is secondary. <laughs> movie is first. Uh, now front of the house, I've been told many a times by my chef, like they're not, you're not to, to, be, to be concerned with what they're doing. And it's like, they're always on their phone. Yeah. There could be anything that be, could be wiped down. They well, could be checking off these. They could be reading the menu, learning the menu learning a little the bit menu. better. But 
Chef always tells us it's none of our concern. That's front well, of house. Well, that's a, yeah, that's totally a front of house thing. I think if you do have an issue with what's going on, you can talk to your front of house manager and be like, "Hey, these are things that I notice. Um, maybe you want to check it out." Because from a manager standpoint, they understand that when people are looking at their phones and not addressing a table, that that's causing it less time to turn, which means that you're making less money because you're not getting that table in and out so you can seat it again. Um, you know, and then it goes on for the side projects and stuff like that and all these things where people are taking so long to fold napkins and milking the clock, basically. Milky, milky. Milky, milky. Yeah, they're cutting all of our hours in the back. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Um, the second one is the short ring. Uh, it says, here's the scenario. On Classic. A, <laughs> on a busy night at a bar, a customer orders an $11 Grey Goose Martini and pays for it in cash. The bartender takes the money for the top shelf cocktail and puts it in the cash register, but rings it in the POS system as a $6 well vodka drink. The customer was charged the appropriate amount, so she doesn't know the difference. At the end of the night, the bartender pockets the difference between the cash drawer t- total and and what the POS expects it to be. As a business owner, you'll notice that Grey Goose is flying off the shelves, but the sh- sales don't reflect the inventory. But by then, it's probably too late. Yeah, most people are hip to this already. So if you're a smart uh, bar manager or general manager, you're hip to this shit. So oh, yeah, totally. You'll get nipped pretty, pretty quick. Uh, Yeah, you'll get nipped really quick because, I mean, you're like, where did all... Where did all my shit go? Or you just charge it for Grey Goose and pour them well. Exactly. Because <laughs> they won't know the difference. Is there really? I've heard that there is no shelf grade for vodka. Uh, there is. I mean, literally, if you were to take a bottle of your well vodka and run it through a Brita filter, it tastes exactly like it's the filtration. Oh, it's just a filtration? Yeah. So if you rerun it through and filter it again. Your well almost pretty much tastes like this. Isn't Grey Goose and Red Bull? It's Kettle and Red Bull. (laughs) Oh my God! I only drink Ciroc. (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. Next one, Johnny. Uh, Free food and drink, drink. (laughs) Yeah, purple drink. Uh, For some people, a freezer full of filet mignon and decadent pre-made desserts is too much to resist. Even the complimentary bed at the server station can add up if your staff is snacking on it every day. I know this for sure. Um, Of course, alcohol is a huge factor in inventory theft. In addition to drinking it or taking bottles for themselves, bartenders can throw in a drink or four on the house for their friends and favorite customers in an effort to increase tips. But it can get much worse than this. Former president of Massachusetts Restaurant Association, Peter Christie, once told me one of his employees hid in the back of the restaurant until closing so he could invite his friends in for a secret party. Uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's for secret parties by liquor that Christie's Restaurant unwillingly donated. Yeah, I mean... He's like, I know the alarm code. We good. Yeah. Um, yeah, that shit happens all the time. Uh, I know I know plenty of people who've stole bottles of liquor all, at, from restaurants. Uh, many restaurants that I've worked at, they have to lock their liquor up. I mean, it's not any secret that your employees are going to steal alcohol. I used to work at a place that used to lock up their liquor all the time. And I noticed that people were still stealing it because... They were taking the doors off the hinges. No, well, this is, this is what happened is like I worked with a bunch of alcoholics and I would walk in on people sometimes when they were putting bottles in their bags and stuff like that. But what they would do is like the cooking wine was also in the same shelf as the 
bar wine, the bar liquor. So you go in there and you go grab some cooking wine, but your bags were all there too. It was one storage room, you know? So people would be like, oh, I'll just go into the bourbon shelf real quick and grab a bottle of bourbon and put it in my bo- in my bag and then go get my cooking wine and go back to finishing my stuff. Yeah, I mean, I've seen people undrill the hinges off of the side oh, of the yeah. cabinet and take it off. Uh, also, that you get the person, you one of their, your, uh, your trusty Latinos from the dish pit and they can squeeze their arms through the crack and pull the bottle out. Yeah, get it for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that shit, it's... You gotta chalk it up to working in that industry. I mean, you count those losses. Well, you also gotta understand that, like back in the day, well, not too far ago, but you know, like six, seven years ago, pay was so shitty that like every cook, every employee that worked in the food industry was like, "I'm gonna get mine, however I can get <laughs> mine," because I'm definitely not getting paid for it. Most staff. Uh, I mean, I've grown up. I'm a little older now, so I'm a tour. Yeah, more a little bit more tour, but. I mean, all these practices are still being, um, that's why it's just surprising. It said 75%. It's a hundred, dude. <laughs> Everybody is still for the restaurant. Um, I think when it goes to people like giving away free alcohol and free food, I think that's definitely on the owners of the restaurants to maybe up their comp tabs. Yeah. Uh, because every single person in the industry, no matter if you're front of the house or back of the house, all the way up from the owners down to dishwashers, if you have friends come in, usually you want to hook them up because in turn, they do the same for you when you come exactly. to one of their restaurants. It's just a thing in the industry. Also, there's a there's a theory called the floating 20. Do you know what that is, Johnny? No. So the theory of the floating 20 is, is that when you walk into a bar or a restaurant um, and you tip somebody, um, usually no matter how much your food is, if it's a $5 drink, a $10 tab, a $12 tab, you always tip the bartender or the server $20, right? Okay. In turn, they go to the next establishment where they work at and they tip somebody they know that $20. So it's the floating 20 theory. That, And I see it happen all the time with people in the industry. It's mostly with bartenders in front of the house staff. But um, yeah, they always tip usually $20 on, on whatever their tab is. If they get a shot in a beer or they get um, an entree and a glass, they tip $20 on whatever their bill is. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, I've always done that, but that was just because I was like good looking for, you know. I usually tip 25%. Yeah, hooking it up. That's just me. Um, What we do at our restaurant for special guests and restaurant industry folks is we'll give them free food, um, but we'll just do very small portions. So we'll give you like a smaller portion of gumbo or a smaller portion of, you know, Southern rice or something like that. So you can try it and you can eat still, but at the same time, you're not, we're not overstuffing. That's one of my issues is like when I go out and someone's like, oh, I want to style you out. And then you're like overly way too much And it's like, I don't want all this food. I would love to try your whole menu, but like, think about it. And especially from their standpoint, like think about it from your cost perspective, like just give me, you know, a tasting portion. Yeah. You're throwing away half of it away. Exactly. Johnny next. So next is voids after closeout. Uh, in an ideal world, you've hired uh, management staff that you trust completely. You've entrusted them with the keys to the building and the liquor cabinet. They're responsible for operations on the floor, and they've often, and they're often the ones approving comps and voids in your system. Unfortunately, with this responsibility comes great opportunity for theft. Managers alone in the restaurant at the end of a shift have every opportunity to void out cash transactions that occurred th- during the day. The books balance out in the POS system and they can take the cash for themselves. 
Interesting. Yeah. Um, the way, the easy way to stop that, and they've always done that, is you need uh, you need two people there for a void. Um, so you need two witnesses, and then you need a reason why it's pointed out. Because the next day you're gonna have all the voided transactions as a list, and if you come back to them and you say, "Why were these voided out?" and they don't have an excuse for it, then obviously something wrong is going on. But if you have a person there, the manager to void it out, and then the employee there who was actually serving the guest to void it out, that's two different people that need to go ahead and uh, collaborate or cooperate. <laughs> something's, something's not right there. Something. Um, yeah, that they need to go ahead and, uh, yeah, both have a reason and sign off on it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Gotta have a system. Um, reusable receipts. This one I've never heard of, but I'm like, this is clever as fuck. Uh, this game requires accuracy and a little bit of luck, but more than a few anonymous ex-bartenders I spoke with reported they saw this happening at their restaurant. A customer comes to a bar and orders a Bud Light, for example, a frequently requested beverage. The bartender prints the receipt and the customer pays in cash. Instead of closing out the tab, the bartender leaves it open. 15 minutes later, a different customer orders a Bud Light. Instead of entering it in the POS system as a separate check, the bartender reprints the first customer's receipt from the still open tab. When the second customer pays for their beer, the original check is closed, leaving the cash from that first order unaccounted for and in the hands of the bartender. Sounds like a lot of trouble to go through to steal. Yeah. That not only does this work in the restaurant industry, but it also works in other industries too. Because when I was a 14, 13, 14 year old boy, I was clocking much dollars at a place by the name of Putt Putt Golf and Games in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> it's too long for them to, you know, me to get in any trouble. But I had some friends that used to manage the place and used to work the place. And uh, we had go kart rides there. I was not working there, I was just a guy that hung out there, but what they used to do was somebody would buy like 10 rides for go-karts. They'd have maybe a family of five or something like that, maybe four. Well, they'd stamp it once if they go they go through for their rides, and then the next time they come through, the person would just take the ticket, and you're supposed to tear it in half. Instead of tearing it in half, they would give the tickets to me. <laughs> and then I'd go in the parking lot, and when people would come in, I'd be like, yeah, I got, I got rides for half price. So I'd literally sell them the receipts that were already used. Same same scenario. Trapping. Trapping at the putt putt. Trapping at the putt putt. Clock much dollars. I bought many Jordans with uh, with uh, un- untorn receipts. So, <laughs> And do I feel bad? Yes. Johnny, quit picking your nose. I'm not picking my nose. I just shaved awkwardly, so I got hairs poking me in the nose all the time. All right, let's finish up this list. Shut up. Uh, phony walkouts. In 2011, New York Post article reported that arrests for the theft of service, a.k.a. Dine and Dash, Eat and Run, Chew and Screw, increased 20% year over year. Dining and Dashing is a slimy, rude, and ballsy move, but it happens. What's worse is when your server can take advantage of that fact at a busy time in the restaurant. Servers can claim that a party who, in reality, ate their meal and paid in cash walked out without paying. That's kind of weird. I've never heard it called chew and screw. Neither have I, but I think that that's kind of like, that's a lot of trust in a server. Like, okay, that whole party just dined and dashed. It happens, but it doesn't happen that often unless you're working like grimy places. Yeah, that one doesn't sound legit to me. No. Uh, Register skimming. 
your employees are smart when they know that they're, that money isn't being tracked too closely. Some may try to skim five, 10 or 20 when they think they can get away with it. This is much more common in smaller independent restaurants that may not have solid systems in place to prevent this from happening or track down the culprit. Yeah. It's all about your systems being in place in your management, but a lot of places hire dummies, right? Cause it's cheaper. Um, unreported mistakes. Nobody's perfect. In fact, that's most, if not all of your restaurant staff will make a mistake at some point, your servers and cashiers will press the wrong button in the POS, meaning your guests gets fries when they specifically ask for onion rings. Your chef may put mayo on a sandwich out of habit, despite the slip clearly saying no mayo. Um, and when she realizes this, she has to throw the bread out and start all over. If you don't know it already, these situations are going to happen in your restaurant. The good thing, however, is that this is rarely intentional employee theft, which makes it much easier to remedy. Talking about waste, food waste? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I thought they were talking about. And I was also going to say that I've known people to go ahead and write waste, like the fish is oh, bad yeah. or steaks have gone bad, and they go ahead and take those home with them too. Yeah, waste logs? Yeah. Um, I think waste, waste logs are um, awesome. I think they should be used so you can track, um, you know, who's fucking up, who's wasting the most product. Um, and then also comp tabs should uh, also be uh, up there so you can uh, keep people honest. Busters. <laughs> Anything else, Johnny? No, that's it. That's going to bring us to the end of episode 76. Johnny, how do you feel about this episode? I felt like it was very informative. Yeah, it was. I mean, theft in the restaurants. Uh, we've all done it. Uh, be aware. Uh, I no, think it's something everybody can relate to. Yeah, most definitely. Um, and it also helps people that aren't in the restaurant industry kind of notice when maybe you feel like you're being scammed. Yeah. I, I have trust issues, so I always think somebody's trying to get over on me. Uh, that's just how I am. I do, too. Yeah. Always got my head on a swivel. Just like... I have trust issues, people. It's okay. No new friends. That is, that's a rule. And uh, I don't think many, uh, I think that they're trying to cut that out of the restaurant industry. I think they're, you know, every time I work in a couple places, they're like, all right, we got a new guy coming today. Let's be nice to him. Let's try to welcome him into the family. And it's like, no, how about not? How about he needs to prove that he can be part of our family? No new friends. No new motherfucking friends. <laughs> All right, that's going to bring us to the end of episode 76. I'd like to thank Studio 212 for allowing us to record in your studio. I'd like to thank Keith, the invisible producer, a.k.a. Queef Boogie. Even though he's not here, I still appreciate you, man. Uh, I'd like to thank Soundcasting Network for hosting our podcast. And I'd like to thank Johnny Toonami uh, for showing up every week, bringing his um, positive uh, energy and his beautiful smile. Uh, Johnny, anybody you, you want to thank? Um, I would like to thank the Academy. Which Academy and, is that? Um, for the Academy Awards. <laughs> no, uh, you know my listeners and fans of the show. Uh, you guys are great. I say mine. They don't like me. No, they don't like you. <laughs> uh, you guys are great. And white. We really appreciate you. Yeah, keep the emails coming in. Yeah, email us. Uh, Girl, how long take Mister Mister Mr. at gmail.com Maybe one day we'll get paid for this show. Soon, soon, soon. Uh, Facebook. What is it, Johnny? It is Grill How Long Steak Mister. What about that Instagram, Johnny? It's Grill How Long Steak Mister. What about that Twitter? At 
How Long Steak Mister. SoundCloud page is Grill How Long Steak Mister. You can find us on iTunes at Grill How Long Steak Mister. Also on Google Play. Any other uh, those apps that you... Uh, we're pretty much on all the apps except for Spotify. We're still trying to figure out how to get on Spotify. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Grill. How Long Steak Mister. Five minutes out. Eat a dick, bitch.